0: Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. What a pleasure it is to be in your company, and especially with the Money Wise Radio Show brought to you by USA Wealth Group and presenting our protectors, the Money Guys. Good morning, Ray Lance and Peter
1: Lance. Great to have you both here, and wonderful to see you. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. And good morning to our listening audience. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Today, Phil, we're going to talk about how to sell things. Mm. A whole bunch of different ideas about how to sell things in a yard sale, in a newspaper, on eBay, on Craigslist, on Amazon, and different ways to sell things. Interesting. Because at some point in your life, you're going to want to sell something. So we're going to talk about that in some detail today. And it does relate to our topic of helping people with some financial advice and financial tips. Mm -hmm. And our goal is to tell people and show people – And teach people how to protect their family and how to protect their money. Well, one important part of that, obviously, is to explain how you can sell something. So, Phil, I have a bridge for sale. Yeah. (laughs) You do? (laughs) Well, I would like to begin this morning, uh, Pete. Is it all
2: right if I give you a couple of quotations? Well, let me guess. Aristotle or Socrates (laughs) or Ben Franklin. How about Zorba? (laughs) Zorba's (laughs) a good one. I'll
1: have to look for some Zorba quotations. But we do have one from a famous Greek philosopher with a fairly short name of only five letters. Hmm, The first
2: one begins with a P. Give you a hint. <laughs> Phillips. <laughs> hey, speaking so. of Greek philosophers, mm-hmm. before you begin, we've had some people have asked if we're going to really do the Greece trip, and we're, we're really oh, going to make that happen.
1: Yep, that's a good point. I've
0: had more than one ask if we're going to go to Greece next year.
1: Yes, we've actually had people say, I want to go give me, uh, g- let me give you my name and put yep. my name on your list. So no, we're definitely going to do this. Awesome. Probably in the Last quarter of this year, a couple of months from now, we'll start to get really serious about Mm -hmm. talking about dates and times and events and costs and how we would go about doing that. Oh, terrific. So, no, we're definitely going to do that. So here's my first quotation from a famous Greek philosopher with (laughs) a short five-letter name (laughs) that begins with a P. (laughs) They do certainly give very strange and newfangled names to diseases. That has to be Dr. Phil (laughs) Plato. (laughs) Plato. You know, isn't it really interesting, though, that even back several thousand years ago, they were giving names to diseases and that Plato thought that that was a strange thing, all these funny new names they were inventing. So we shouldn't laugh at Botox or Cialis. (laughs) Well,
2: speak for yourself. I, I i don't know if it's appropriate for the radio what I was just going to say I, I don't think those are diseases anyways. I think
1: those are afflictions I think. <laughs> one' stiffens your upper lip well, never mind <laughs> oh no Pete come on let's uh let's talk about our my favorite person, which is uh, Ben Franklin and uh-huh. two quick things, and one sort of relates to <laughs> I gotta stop laughing <laughs> things that are happening in the uh world today. Even peace may be purchased at too high a price. Benjamin Franklin said that. Mm. And then he also said there are three faithful friends an old wife, an old dog, and ready money. And what? (laughs) Ready money. Ready money. Um, you bet. We have to move on and get serious here. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything wise to say, P. A uh, A lot, but no, 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 no. It has to be has to be kept fresh and clean and pure for the radio. You're the wise man. He's the wise guy. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, money wise with the money guys, and I'll be the wise money guy, and you can be the wise guy money guy.
2: <laughs> it's always suited me well. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, let's move along and talk about how to sell things. So let's start with some real Mm -hmm. basics. Uh, Let's talk about one thing you can do if you want to sell something is put an ad in the New Bedford Standard Times. They have Mm -hmm. a classified section. They have specials you can run for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, for example. And I've used their services many, many times. You can do it over the telephone. You can pay with a credit card. You don't have to give it to them in writing Uh, for example, they'll take it down over the phone. So if you want to sell something, uh, do it in the newspaper and be very clear what you're writing. Put a headline in there, give it a name or a caption that's going to attract somebody's attention.
2: There are lots of different ways that you can sell something, and it really depends on what you're selling as to the best approach uh, for how you should sell it, Uh, the best way to do it, the easiest way, and what will get you the most amount of money for it. Uh, so we're going to be talking about all the various types of ways to get something sold that you want sold. Um, as always, we have this information that we'll be happy to give to you, or you can talk to us on the phone, and we'll give you some advice about it over the phone or in person. Dad, okay. why don't you give out the number today? <laughs> 508-998-8858. Call
1: USA Wealth Group and ask for Peter Lance or Ray Lance, and we'll be happy to give you any of these free reports and things that we're talking about. For example, today we have a lot of information on how to use Amazon, how to use eBay, how to use Craigslist. And I don't know about you, Peter. I know you're much more familiar with those things than I am. But I still find it confusing. And it wasn't until we started doing some preparation for this show that I realized you can follow eight or ten steps and it's very smooth. So I'm actually planning to keep some of these materials handy for myself. After the show, so when I want to do something on Craigslist, I can do that, and I'll have everything available to me. And if anyone listening would like to have any of these reports, let us know. We'll be happy to give it to you.
2: Yeah, uh, Craigslist is probably the easiest and right now one of the most popular ways to go about selling or buying something uh, large, especially you know usually a a bulkier item uh, or a service. Uh, you, you just have to be aware of the scams, and we're going to go into that as well when you receive an email that doesn't quite seem right or asks you certain things, and we'll go into details. Uh, you know, Good. Be aware of it and, and make sure that you don't get scammed. Well, let's come
1: back to that in just a minute because um, we'll sort of take it by least complicated to more complicated. I think it might be a natural progression for how to right. discuss some of these things. So put an ad in your local newspaper. Um, We've used the Standard Times many times for that purpose. Put a caption on it. Uh, Keep the ad relatively short. Have a phone number. Have a price. Um, And then um, sit back and wait for something to happen. And by the way, the folks at the paper itself will be happy to help you design something. If you don't know how to write it, they'll be happy to help you write it. So that's uh, sort of step one. What would be a good step two, Pete? Pete?
2: Uh, just what I just mentioned, Craigslist, if you're looking to sell something that's you know a few hundred dollars, five hundred dollars and up a, maybe a, a dinghy or uh, a generator or you know something that is bulky that you certainly don't want to take the time to try to figure out how to ship uh, you want to sell locally within say an hour hours drive of where you are uh, and add in the paper. 30 or 40 bucks probably at most, uh, it's worthwhile spending the money to do that, but you also absolutely want to make sure that it's in Craigslist because, uh, you know, many generations right now of uh, people are using the internet and using Craigslist uh, specifically to find things for sale. Uh, for the newspaper, you're looking at, uh, some people still do read the newspaper uh, religiously and Uh, especially for uh, the older generations. They may not use Craigslist at all or may not know how to. Uh, So definitely my recommendation would be to put it in the newspaper but also on Craigslist. Uh, If you don't know how to use Craigslist, have uh, one of your children do it or a friend. Uh, It's very easy to do. It's very easy to create an account. All right. And by the way, obviously the Standard Times
1: not only has a print version, but they have an electronic version as does WBSM, has a a very detailed, good website. So don't overlook those sources as well.
2: Right, And one important thing to mention for those of you who aren't aware of Craigslist or or haven't used it, it's free. It's absolutely free to just create an account. You just need an email address, and it's also free to list things so you don't have to spend a penny to list your item. You know what's interesting? WBSM was years
0: ahead of Craigslist and eBay, do you remember Stan Lip's oh,
1: sure,
0: Swap Shop? Yes, yes. Swap Shop on the radio, a free service, Peter, where people would call in with everything from dinghies to, you know, small Farm machines.
2: animals sure. and everything in
1: between. Sure, uh, a free service that was so popular. We mm. should bring it back. I do remember that, Yep, I, I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely ought to come back on the radio. You know, and I bet a lot of the listeners uh, listening in this morning will remember that. You bet. I would appreciate having that back on again. Let's move up up the ladder to the next step, which is beyond the classified ad, and let's talk about garage sales and yard sales.
2: Well, yeah, if you're looking to sell a whole bunch of items and you don't want to list them individually and you want to have a yard sale or a garage sale, absolutely uh, can make a lot of money uh, with all of your used items that you don't really care about anymore. Uh, The only thing to mention with that uh, is that you're going to be – you're going to be swamped if you put it in the in the newspaper and on craigslist you're going to have people lining up hours before you ask them to um and people will try to um you know really pay absolute bottom dollar price for everything so if you have something listed for 50 bucks they're going to say hey will you take 24 and you know you might end up giving in into it and getting less than what you would if you sold every item individually. So if you have a lot of items, absolutely have a yard sale, a garage sale. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about some specific
1: tips because this is really important to a lot of people. And a lot of people like to go to yard sales. And what happens is they'll just happen to be driving down a street and they'll see a yard sale and pull their car over. Mm -hmm. What if you could do that in a more organized fashion? Let's say you said, I wonder if there's any yard sales this weekend. Well, you can look in the paper. There's a special section for yard sales. Right. But you can also go into yardsalesearch.com, yardsalesearch.com, or you could do garage sale search. And I was really amazed to look at this particular website. You can start out by, first of all, selecting the state. Then you can plug in the town, and then it'll pop up and show you yard sales that are taking place, say, next weekend, for example.
2: Yeah, that that website you just mentioned and Craigslist, you can also search for yard sales, garage sales on there. So you can do it in an organized fashion. Let's say you're looking for some furniture items, for
1: example, and you don't want to just drive up and down the streets. Right. You could do a little research ahead of time and find out that there's five yard sales you want to go to. Or let's say you're hoping to look for something that might be a little bit better class of furniture. So you want to see if there's a yard sale going on in Matapoiset or Marion or someplace like that where maybe they're selling something that might be a little higher quality furniture because mm-hmm. they want to get rid of it.
2: And, and honestly, as I said, if you say in your ad for a yard sale, uh, yard sale starts at 9 a.m., no early birds, please. You'll have people show up at 7, 7.30. Always. And uh, <laughs> it's actually a funny story. When uh, my parents had a large moving sale back in, I don't know, the mid-90s, I guess. Yep, we are up on Gulf Road at the time. That was an awful experience, actually. They had a ton of stuff that they would rather not move, so they decided to have a sale. There was no Craigslist back then, but they put an ad in the paper and said no early birds. And people showed up at least two hours beforehand. We actually had to put up, like, this yellow sort of construction tape that we found across the driveway to keep people from coming in. And right as soon as the yard sale was about to start... We pulled the tape back, and people sprinted and no, ran. It's no, even, it's even worse <laughs> no. than that.
1: The art sale wasn't scheduled to start until 9 o'clock. Right. And we had so many people at the end of the driveway, cars all over the road and so forth. And we did have the driveway was blocked off with some tape or a rope or something. And at about 8.30, there were so many people that I started to walk down the driveway, and I was simply going to tell them, We'll get started soon, mm-hmm. and as soon as I walked closer to the tape, they thought that was the sign to start, and they ran. They ran up the driveway. Incredible. They actually knocked over a little girl who was crying. Somebody crashed into a table and knocked some glass on the ground and broke it. It was it was really <laughs> tough. How crazy. So, This is crazy, huh? How people – Just uh, get beyond themselves to do these things. So this is why if you want to do a yard sale, you have to have some control. We tried to have some control, but you can't always. So here's Mm. some very specific tips for yard sales. First of all, let's talk about scheduling your yard sale. Well, sometimes you might want to do it with your neighbor. Out in Rochester, for example, they have a big sale where they've got 20 or 30 houses. Every year they do it at the same time Mm -hmm. over one weekend. They advertise it in the paper. And there's hundreds of cars all up and down the streets and the side streets. But they'll have 20, 25 or 30 houses all doing simultaneous yard sales. Sure. So you might want to schedule it with a neighbor if it's possible. The more stuff, you know, the better sale. Um, make sure that your yard sale doesn't fall on a holiday weekend. Um, Fridays and Saturdays, they say, are the best times. I'm not sure why Friday. I would, I would think
2: maybe a Sunday might be as well. Yeah, I would I would recommend doing a Saturday and, and yard sales are actually pretty tiring, uh, especially Very. you know you're there for you're standing up and talking to people and trying to keep track of all of your uh, items, and uh, really we've done it a few times when we've moved we've had big yard sales and we've done it from you know say nine o'clock in the morning until two o'clock in the afternoon and. And you got to just sort of take a break and take a step back and start again the next day. And it's important to do two days because some people might be busy with family plans one day but want to still come out to the yard sale. Uh, the weather might not be good one day, but it will be the other. So we usually um, would you know, like to do or would like to see a two-day yard sale, but only like four or five hours each because it's just too exhausting other than that. Now, I know a lot of people listening
1: have done yard sales and would like to do a yard sale This is one chance when uh, you can either do it yourself or contact the office. We've actually got a checklist of 101 tips for a successful yard sale or garage sale. Interesting. We're not going to go through this whole thing because that would take the entire show.
2: I haven't even read the list, but I can certainly tell you two things um, that are vitally important, and that's to make sure that you go to the bank the day before and get a lot of singles and quarters uh, to make sure that you have plenty of change and get those little circular stickers and put them on with a head. price. Oh, on not the Not no, all over your head. That'll your scare head. people away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's get down this list just a little bit, Pete. Let's do this in a – Well, let me just finish that one point okay. and then we'll go down the list. All right. Sorry. Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, if you could see the look that I'm getting. <laughs> Honestly, that get those little circular stickers and put. you can get them in an office supply store. <laughs> no, don't put them on your head. And put them on every little item, no matter how big, no matter how small, so that way people know the price that you're asking and you don't have to try to think off the top of your head, oh, geez, uh, yeah, I'll sell that for this. Have prices put down there so people don't have to ask. Right. By the way, as we're going to go down this list, we also have
1: some interesting little publications on how to haggle. Mm -hmm. How to haggle for a price. But that's if you're buying. So let's assume you're selling. Check the weather forecast if you can, the 10-day forecast. You would like not to be doing your yard sale in the rain. Um, Consider doing a pre-sale the night before if you want to and just have your friends come so that you don't have as much of a mob scene the next day. So, you know, get your inventory together You need tables and things to put your materials on. Uh, Antiques always uh, are big sellers, regardless of whatever condition they're in. And by the way, the very first people that show up at the yard sales are the antique dealers.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They're
1: there first. They will ask questions. Even if they can't get into your yard, they'll say, do you have any antiques you're selling? Mm
2: -hmm. They'll ask Mm -hmm. for specific items. They'll ask if you have any jewelry that you're selling. And if not, if you'd like to sell any jewelry. I mean, they, they do this for a living. Right. Really
1: important, some cities, some towns require a permit or they'll require a notice or they'll have their own special rules. We can't go into that in detail here, but check with a local town and see whether they have any regulations themselves for yard sales. And um, if you're going to do a big yard sale, you might even want to think about doing it two times a year. Mm -hmm. Get some tables, borrow some tables, advertise your yard sale. Uh, try to get it on this website, for example, which is com. Certainly put it in the newspaper. You might even put up some local
2: flyers around. Tables are vitally impor- important. You really need to make sure that you have lots of space to display all of your things. And also, if you or someone that you know has those little pop-up tents, those are important both to provide some shade if it's sunny out or uh, some protection sure. from the rain. Yep,
1: you don't want to be out in the we- sun
2: all day either. And... um If you're on a side street,
1: you're going to need to have some signs down the end of the street with arrows telling yard sale, the time, and directing people on how to get down there.
2: And put the signs up early, uh, but put the time on the signs. And also, when you're getting ready to wrap up, remember to go and take the signs down and then put them back up again the next day. You don't want people going down uh, trying to find the yard sale if you're already closed up for the day. Or they
0: keep them up uh, after the yard sale is over. And it just becomes littering at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. One of the strong recommendations is you don't put the signs up until the morning of the sale. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'll have people camping out and uh, they will. uh, Pricing your items. Let's talk about that for a second, Pete. Um, Be very clear on the purpose of the sale. Are you selling to uh, raise money or just to get rid of them? If you're looking to get rid of things, then price them accordingly. Put lower prices on them. Sometimes you might even have things that say free. We've put more junk out in the sidewalk sometimes with a free sign on it, and an hour later, it's gone. Well,
0: there was a very nice couple in California who had a beautiful couch, and they put it out on the street and put a big sign. It said free, and it stayed there overnight. It stayed there for the next day. It stayed there for two days. So the clever husband goes in, and he changes the sign, and it says $350 or Best offer, and it was stolen in twenty minutes. (laughs) I like
1: that. I like that. It's all about marketing. It's all
0: about marketing. (laughs) That's
1: terrific. Well, price everything anyway, but yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, If you have a lot of items of a certain kind, uh, consider putting them as a group together and say, "This whole box of kids' toys is." $15 or whatever it happens to be.
2: This is one thing, and we've only done this a couple of times, but I do remember when we had a yard sale five years ago, on the yard sale sign that we put down the end of the street to direct traffic, we put many free items, and people flocked to the word free, as you just mentioned, although they did the opposite for some reason with (laughs) that item. Um, And we did have a lot of free items, and they were picked through and taken pretty quickly, but we kept the free items part of the sign up because people came to sure. try to get the free stuff and ended up buying something else so if you want to have a free consultation with peter we'll put a free sign on peter <laughs> <laughs>
1: right <laughs> so if the price is not going to be negotiable put firm on the price tag if you're doing a yard sale with multiple parties involved put their initials on the sticker so you know whose item is being sold and you can allocate the money uh correctly So, uh, yes, definitely put your free items in a special box out front to, you know, attract people. And um, take advantage of space under the table as well as on top of the table. Separate your clothing according to size. Uh, We don't have the time to cover all of these 101 items. But if somebody wants this in more detail, you know, look it up online or give us a call. We'll be happy to mail it to you. It's free. It is free. It is free. That's the best part. Now we're going to wrap up and talk about yard sales, but I want to just mention be very cautious about security. Make sure the money isn't left on a table. Ooh. People steal from yard sales. people steal items from yard sales. Uh, if it's going to be uh, if you're anticipating a busy crowd, you've got to have more than one person running the yard sale. You can't be talking to somebody about what an item is and then lock, watching your money at the same time. So you might need to have a couple of people helping. Make sure your house is locked at all times. Mm. You're busy. You're diverted. Somebody can go into your house. Uh, Just think security all the time.
2: And if you have had a yard sale, you know exactly what he's talking about. If you haven't, it's incredible how difficult it can be to keep track of everything that's going on if you're having a yard sale. And there's even three people there. Because they're all doing different things and you're trying to keep it, especially if you have children or a dog, you're trying to keep track of all your stuff and these people. And if there's more than two or three people there, it can get very confusing and you can lose track of, uh, you know, where people are and what people are doing. So be cautious. Don't
1: take a check. Don't take a check. Don't take a check. (laughs) Cash only. If somebody doesn't have cash and they say, I don't have enough money for cash. Can I give you a check? Don't take a check. Just say, no, I'll hold this item for you. Go to your ATM. Come back. We can only take cash. We're very sorry. Um, It's just
2: a word of caution. And one final yard sale tip, but we do have a ton and we'll be happy to mail it to you if you'd like, as we always say, is have an extension cord with a power outlet ready for any electronic uh, equipment so people can see that it works. Good
1: idea. Keep your dog inside so the dog doesn't attack somebody. Um, Just... And be security conscious. Have paper available if somebody wants to wrap something up that's possibly breakable or bags. And as Peter said, make sure you've got change, coins, and so forth. In the afternoon, start lowering your prices. And you'll
2: you'll be surprised if you've never had a yard sale how much money you'll make very quickly with all the stuff that – Give Give us an an idea. An idea.
0: You know, average.
2: Oh, gosh. I don't remember exactly, but it was almost $1,000 my wife and I made uh, when we had a yard sale about five years ago. Incredible. And uh, that was the last one that we've had. It was the first big one that we've ever had. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was done very last minute, like a week or two before we decided to do it. And we put it on Craigslist, put it in the paper, put the signs up, uh, borrowed the tables from the office, actually, and uh, set it all up the night before. And in a day and a half, we probably sold at least $1,000 worth of stuff that was just sitting around. We were never going to touch, never going to look at again. Yeah. So
1: just lots of good tips on yard sales. Uh, They can be fun. They're a lot of work. They're tiring. Uh, It can allow you to get rid of some things and make some money at the same time. But check into the procedures and give us a call at 508-998-8858. We'll be happy to... Send you this 101 tips for
2: a successful garage or yard sale. And one final thing, when you're done with the yard sale, the stuff that hasn't sold, and there will be stuff that hasn't sold, you'll probably just want to either throw out or donate if it's you know something worthwhile to donate. And when you're done, you're going to have your attic, your basement, your garage, whatever, so much more cleaned out, and it's going to feel wonderful too. Yes. Well, we'll come back in just a few minutes, and we're
1: going to talk about some electronic things that you can do to sell items. We've talked about newspapers. We've talked about yard sales. Now we're going to talk about Craigslist and Amazon and eBay and some other really interesting ways to sell things. We'll see you back right after the break.
0: Welcome back to the Money Guys Radio Show, brought to you by USA Wealth Group. What a great first half of the program. Interesting and superb information about yard sales, how to make some money. Ray and Peter Lance are special friends and hosts, our protectors. What else can we look forward to in terms of making money at a yard sale?
1: Well, besides yard sales, which are always kind of fun, and I mean, I don't care who you are. If you're driving by and you see a yard sale, you always look. You slow down and you look because you think, maybe there's something really magical there that I really need.
2: (laughs) And I'll be honest with you, I've had yard sales before. I can't stand yard sales, (laughs) but I always look when I go by. Sure. It's human nature. That's right. A lot of people who love records, old
0: records, 33s and 45s, love yard sales.
1: I probably have about 250, 33 records. There you go. And I have a turntable that I recently
2: refurbished to play them on. It's kind of fun.
0: And they're worth money.
2: Yes, they are. They're coming back. There's actually record stores coming back. Vinyl is all of a sudden becoming very popular again. You know where it's especially popular? Japan. Japan has really got a big
1: uh, trend going on for Hmm. wanting to go back to vinyl records. Mm -hmm. So if you want to sell your records... You can sell them on one of the things we're going to talk about now, Craigslist or eBay, and you might find buyers in Japan who are willing to buy your records. Mm-hmm. So don't assume that they're and to And other weird things of.
2: sometimes, too. What's that? And other weird things sometimes, too. <laughs> Old sushi. <laughs> Old sushi.
1: <laughs> well, Pete, you're the resident expert on using the Internet to sell things because I know that I see little packages coming and going periodically, and I know you sold some. Uh, Diecast cast cars, on, is that on eBay or is that on Craigslist? Uh, both, actually. Uh, well, let's pick one. Let's focus on just one at a time and because they're going to be confusing if we don't. Which one would you rather talk about first? Let's
2: sort of wrap up with Craigslist because we were just talking about that with okay. listing stuff uh, for yard sales or larger bulk items. Um, with Craigslist and with yard sales, you're going to get people who are going to try and negotiate the price mm-hmm. probably 90% of the time. I'm not someone who, if I want to go and buy something from someone, I'm not going to say, well, you're asking 50, can I buy it for 40? I should be. I should be better about that. But I'm not. Um, you know, If somebody's got something listed, I usually buy it for what it is. But I guarantee you, if you are selling something at a yard sale or on Craigslist, people will try to mm-hmm. uh, haggle mm-hmm. with you and, and say, will you accept this? And if you, if you are comfortable with that, by all means, take less for it. But if you feel that what you're asking is what it's worth, say, no, I'm sorry. And most of the time, they didn't drive all the way out there to see what you're looking to sell just to turn around and, and walk away because you didn't take 5 or $10 off. Yeah. Um, I really, other than the, the Craigslist killer from four years ago or so, I've never heard of anything really bad happening on Craigslist, but be cautious, especially if you are a, a woman or a, a single woman make sure that somebody's around if you've got somebody coming to your house to, you know, look at a a lawnmower or something else that you're selling. But I have had nothing but great luck and success on Craigslist. Okay. Um, Do you want
1: to talk about Craigslist for a couple minutes then?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it feels strange because you're either going to go and buy something at somebody's house, personal residence most of the time, or they're going to come to your house. But again, um, I've had nothing but great luck with it. So,
1: and I'd like to mention specifically, you know, as, as we've talked about before, Phil, we, we always try to do a fair amount of research before we do this show Yes, because you have to. There's so many things out there today. I want to mention that I've got at least four articles on Craigslist. So if you want to sell something on Craigslist, you're not, really not certain. I've got one that's called How to Sell Stuff on Craigslist, Ten Tips for Selling Stuff on Craigslist. How to Sell Items on Craigslist, which is a very detailed analysis on how to do it. And there's also one uh, apropos of what Peter's talking about. That's a Greek word, isn't it? Apropos? Apropos? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This one is called, How Can I Avoid Getting Screwed When Selling on Craigslist? (laughs) I mean, we can say that on the the radio, but that's the name of this article because – um, when you can't meet in public, take the necessary precautions, which is what Peter just said. Mm-hmm. And, and there are dating services on Craigslist as well. You... Well, not well,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> He was looking at me when he said that, Ray. <laughs> I'm glad he's looking at you. No, Craigslist is good for, there are, There really are, uh, if you've got a lost pet, if you found a pet, uh, if you're selling something, buying something, Craigslist has uh, has pretty much everything you're look, looking for locally. Well, the biggest caution, as Peter just
1: said, is that somebody's going to come to your house to look at something. That means they're going to come in your house. You don't know if
2: they're scoping out your house? No, no, and I wouldn't recommend anybody coming into your house. Um, anytime I've ever sold anything, I've had it waiting in the you know outside the front door, um, or, you know, in the garage or in the driveway. I've never had anybody from Craigslist come inside my house before. Okay. Well, that's a good tip then. Yes.
1: And then don't be alone if somebody is coming to your house. Because yeah, what I if know. somebody is there for, you know, an, an evil purpose? You don't mm-hmm. want that to happen. Right. Um,
2: Not to scare you, but...
1: <laughs> no, but you just need to be cautious. Just like so. you need to lo- lock your house if you're of doing course. a yard sale. Um, you're, you're diverted. Your attention is diverted. Uh, what does it mean, Peter, to get a Google voice number? Is that something different?
2: yeah that's not really with uh, Craigslist. I mean you can set that up. Here's the thing with Craigslist is nobody's gonna see your personal email. only Craigslist has your personal email. Okay. These uh-huh. people will respond to a link and they don't know it, it will show nothing about you um, unless you put your name in the ad, and, you know ask for Pete or say ask for Pete and give your cell phone number. You can just have it simply say respond to this email and the email will just be a link that won't show your actual email address. Mm-hmm. Um, Craigslist automatically diverts it to your email account. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Craigslist used to be very scam-free, and now it's very scam-full. Uh, there's a lot of people who will email you with spam and say, "Hey, um, I'm interested in your item. Click here and let me know if this is the one." And you know, you click there, and it's a link to something else. Or so if it looks suspicious at all, if it asks you to click on a link or or especially if it says, hey, I'm interested in the item. Can you hold it for me? And um, I'll mail you uh, a money order or a bank check. Right. Just realize that it's junk and just get rid of it. If people are interested, they're going to you know, go into a specific uh, you know, real email back to you. And they'll give you a real name and everything else. So it's very easy to spot a scam or a spam email from Craigslist. But again, when somebody
1: comes to get your item... It's a face-to-face transaction, isn't it? It is, yeah. So again, take cash. Don't take a credit card. Right. Absolutely. Don't take, take
2: a check. Take cash only, only, only. And, you know, if you'd like to, that's one of the things you can do is you can go and meet the person anywhere you want if it's not a huge item uh, that you're looking to sell. Again, uh, you know, we're just trying to be a little bit wary, uh, making you a little bit cautious, but I've never had anything but great luck and success, both buying and selling on Craigslist. Okay.
1: Okay. So with those kinds of cautions and admonitions, um, let's just talk about finish up on Craigslist and move on to uh, eBay, which is just as important for selling stuff. So uh, top ten tips for selling stuff on Craigslist. Uh, find your local page, uh, and you can go into it, I guess. And I've, I've looked at it a couple of times. And you can say, I want to be in Southeastern Mass, or I want to be in Southern Maine, I want to be on Cape Cod. It'll direct you to listings in that area.
2: Yeah, and the good and the good thing is, is that if you have something that's not very uh, common, you know, if you're not selling, I don't know, a dinghy, as I mentioned at the top of the show, lots of people are probably selling small boats or dinghies, so that's going to be you know more specific to your general area, and you, that's fine. You'll end up selling it, but if you have something that's a little bit, uh, you know, more uncommon, people searching for it in New Hampshire will search in their general area but if they only pop up one thing in their general area or nothing it will automatically cultivate a list of what they're searching for within, you know, 200 miles of them or so mm-hmm. and it will show your item down here in southeastern mass.
1: Peter, can you put pictures on Craigslist?
2: You can uh, absolutely one of the that's a really important thing for both Craigslist and what we'll be talking about shortly on eBay. Pictures, pictures, pictures. Take as many high-quality pictures as you can be honest about it. You know, If something's wrong with the item that you're selling, mention it. Let people know because you don't want to be you know, uh, scamming anybody yourself, and you also don't want them to come to pick up the item just to find out that there's something wrong with it, and you've now wasted their time and your time. Okay. What about Amazon,
1: Pete? Have you ever sold anything on Amazon? Is that more like for a business that wants to set up an account and sell... Multiple things is that what Amazon is more for than say
2: eBay? I find eBay easier if you're only looking to sell things here and there. If you're um, you know if you're going to start selling things on a regular basis, you can absolutely set up stuff on Amazon. Amazon um, has some pros and cons to it versus eBay. The biggest one is probably that you can um, take different forms of payment, uh, although you can with eBay as well, but. You know, the easiest thing to do uh, also costs you the most amount of money, unfortunately, which is eBay and using their system of PayPal. Uh, PayPal is an online uh, banking account sort of that, you know, basically transfers money from your account to eBay and then from eBay to the person buying your item or vice versa. But they charge 3.4% to do that. So is it fair to say that if
1: you were a business person – even an at-home business or something like that, and you want to sell
2: things on a regular basis that maybe you would sell Amazon? Yep, absolutely. Uh, You can do that. It's fairly easy to set up an Amazon account. I use both. Um, I I usually buy more than I sell, uh, but uh, I search for both, especially if it's a, a more expensive item. I'll do a lot of comparative shopping and see what the lowest price is on eBay, and then I'll go and search Amazon and find out Uh, what the lowest price is on Amazon. Um, Sometimes they're comparable. And to be honest with you, I've found really good deals on Amazon uh, over eBay a lot of times. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, good. You've given me some other good ideas, too, Mm -hmm. of things that we could put on uh, Amazon or eBay to talk about. But we won't talk about that on the show right now. Um, Nobody wants your
2: uh, knitted blankets.
1: (laughs) No, but... um, just a quick reminder, I mean, I've got at least five articles on how to use Craigslist. I've got five articles at least on how to sell on Amazon, and they're very good. And some of them are like, you know, one, two, three, four through ten. Ten steps on how to set it up and how to do it. So if you're thinking about doing any of these things and you haven't done them before, give Peter a call. Peter is actually much more
2: knowledgeable than I am. It's not up. generally what we do at the office, but I'll be happy to help you out if uh, you do have any questions, especially if it's anything that you're concerned about getting scammed. Uh, that they, they used to be really elaborate scams on eBay, especially. Hmm. You'd get somebody who would say, "Hey, I'm interested in your item. Can you cancel the auction? Um, and I'm going to overnight you a, a cashier's check for the full amount plus twenty dollars to ship it." And you know, and once in a while, I think it happened a couple of times. You literally get an overnight envelope the next day with a bank check or you know something and it just seems so fishy to me i brought it to the bank and um i would i would say you know is this real or not and they said no it's not real so these people spent the money to send something to you overnight mail that looked like a real check and it wasn't so just just be cautious if something seems too good to be true or seems a little bit off it usually is and just make sure that you ask a second opinion from a friend or family member
1: And, you know, that that brings up an interesting point, too. There have been a lot of scams coming from uh, international companies. We've always heard about scams coming out of Nigeria. Right. We've heard of scams coming out of India. Do you know one of the best, one of the top places for scams is? Canada. Really? Yes. And, for example, um, I've gone to Canada a few times, and often my credit cards aren't even able to be used in Canada. You need to check that if you're traveling there. Because they've had so many scams of with involving credit cards emanating from from Canada, hmm. so that that's a big source of scams in this country.
2: Yeah, and it's gotten to the point where it's unfortunate uh, because I might be able to get a slightly better deal by buying something from Canada or from South America or you know England or Japan wherever, or selling to one of those countries. But when I do sell or buy now, you can do a search and and, and search uh, or list specifically where you want to sell or buy from. And I've gotten to the point where I only sell to somebody in North America um, and oftentimes just the United States. Mm-hmm. And I will only buy from U.S. sellers for the most part now. Once in a great while, I'll go outside of U.S. sellers. But... It's gotten to the point where you really have to be cautious, unfortunately. Sure. So despite a lot of uh, negative
1: things said about people in this country, we still are much more trustworthy than than other nations. Mm -hmm. Let's jump into eBay, Pete, because we're going to run out of time very shortly, and eBay is a very important place for selling items. Now, tell us how to sell on eBay. And again, I've got five, six articles on just eBay?
2: Yeah, I've, I've been uh, experienced with eBay since they first came out. Um, I still really like it a lot. You can get much better deals than going to uh, Walmart or other places. Um, I, I absolutely support small businesses, but you know there are some great deals to be found on eBay, both um, trying to win an auction or just using the buy it now feature. Um, it's very easy to search. It's very easy to narrow your field um, down to exactly what you're looking for, price range, um, you know, distance from your house to where the seller is, and all kinds of different things. Let's,
1: let's take a couple of quick steps, step by step. How do you actually get started selling on eBay? It's
2: very easy to create an account. Uh, you do have to set up a, a, a PayPal account along with it, but that's very easy too. What they'll do is they'll make several small deposits, like two or three small deposits into your bank account, like literally $0.05, cents, so you can $0.11, cents, mm-hmm. and then you have to go and let them know, okay, this is the amounts that you deposit in my account, and that's how you confirm your bank account. It's very safe. PayPal and eBay are very safe as long as you um, deal with uh, you know them specifically. And if you have somebody who you're selling to or buying from, just check out their feedback. I usually don't deal with anybody who doesn't have a 98% or higher feedback rating. So you can, in other words, you can rate the, the accuracy of the seller or the quality of the seller? Yep. Anytime you buy or sell, you get a rating either as a buyer or a seller. And all of that um, adds up to your feedback rating. Um, is, is is eBay mostly about selling something at an auction where you
1: set a deadline time and the, you see how high the price goes? Or can you sell something at a fixed price or Both.
2: Both. Um, Any combination, really. It used to be more of just an auction and auction site, and I use it more now for a buy it now uh, because I don't want to wait for the end of the auction. But sometimes if the auction is really low, uh, you can snag some really good deals. And I've heard some stories other than just my own of people snagging some really good deals. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that in mind, the whole show today is talking about selling stuff. So, if you're looking to sell something on eBay, not only can it be profitable, but it can also be a lot of fun. If you set an auction, the only thing to caution you with that is if it's something that you want to sell for a hundred dollars, make sure that you have a reserve price of at least a hundred dollars. Um, it does cost a tiny bit of money to set that reserve price, but that way, if for some reason uh, it's just not a good week to sell a particular item, and it does vary, it's very strange, but it does vary. Uh, you, you don't lose your uh, item for right. $70 or less. Mm-hmm. But I normally set um, the minimum price at $2, $3, something like that to get people interested in watching it and starting to bid on it. Um, and then you set your reserve price at whatever you absolutely will sell it for at the minimum. Um, a lot of good tips. Yeah, it, it is exciting. Uh, take a lot of pictures. Make sure you can add something like 30 pictures for free on eBay now. Take as many pictures as possible. People like to see detail. I don't care what the item is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, don't be dishonest about it. If there's a small scratch on it or or this, this is broken or that's wrong with it, make sure you mention it uh, in, in detail uh, because people will get upset and they'll give you negative feedback. Sometimes they'll ask for a refund and you'll have to receive the item back at your expense and blah, blah, blah. So eBay is wonderful, but uh, just be honest with it. Lots of pictures. Have any questions, give me a call.
1: Pictures are very important. Uh, As you can tell uh, from his enthusiasm, Phil, uh, Peter is really very knowledgeable about selling these things on eBay and Craigslist. It's a great way to make money and save money. He actually Mm -hmm. gave me tips one time. I was following something. I put a bid in. I think it was a small, tiny sailboat or something. And I put a bid in, and somebody else put a bid in, and I bid $100 more. And he said... You watch in the last five minutes of the auction. All of a sudden, the people who are really interested, they're going to put their bids in at the very last minute. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. I had a bid. I was the high bidder at the moment. I don't even remember how much it was or what it was. And I watched it right down at the end. And all of a sudden, at the very last minute, somebody put a bid in for like $33 more, and they took it. And
2: there wasn't time for me to put another bid back in. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, when I bid on something, I literally wait until there's like 20 25 seconds left at most. I have the number in there, and then I don't actually hit send and you know confirm bid until 20 seconds left or so. Interesting, but uh, it is—it's a lot of fun. And again, you can make and sell. You can make a lot of money, and you can save a lot of money by buying and selling. And it's exciting. Um, my cousin. Some people do this for a living. They go and they buy estate sales, or they go to yard sales and they buy stuff. They clean it up and put it on uh, on eBay. Mm-hmm. And some people make a living off of doing that. Um, my cousin bought a, a box at an estate sale. She had no idea what was in the box. Um, she was just told the box is, you know, $100 or something, and she no idea what was in it. She opened it up, and it was mostly just sort of junky stuff, and there was this old perfume bottle that she didn't think much of. She listed it on eBay, and it sold for $18 thousand dollars. I remember that. Yeah. Um, from some yeah, collector in Japan of this oh, rare perfume bottle that goodness. she didn't even know was a rare perfume bottle. And she said it got really exciting. It was a hundred dollars. And then the last couple minutes, it went up to a thousand and ten thousand and it just went up and up and up.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's unusual, obviously, when mm-hmm. that happens. Uh, uh, this particular cousin of Peter's, my niece, uh, was also involved in selling uh, fancy old fashioned dresses. Right. And wedding dresses and things like that. And she was doing quite a lot of business with that. So eBay can really become a business for somebody then too, can't it, Pete?
0: I have a quick idea for you. Why doesn't USA Wealth Group sponsor
1: kind of like a
0: uh, antiques road show yes. where people would come by with their items and you'd have <laughs> you know, bona fide uh, appraisers there to say this is what it's worth. Mm-hmm. And you sponsor it. You have a lot of people come by.
1: That's an interesting idea. I think it's always useful to uh, come up with new ideas like that. How about we put together? um, I I turned the television on uh, recently and saw a leftover movie from the night before, and it was these uh, ladies in England who put together a calendar pinup thing. Uh, We could do that with the radio show personalities. (laughs) You know, I mean, you'd be discreetly dressed. But you could sell calendars as a fundraiser.
2: <laughs> With the new hat
1: that, that my father just gave you. <laughs>
2: right. The Greek fisherman's cap, huh? <laughs> no, but, you know, it's, there's, there's lots of good things that you can do in terms of selling um, things that you don't need any anymore or mm-hmm. that you uh, just want to make some extra cash. But just be aware of the different uh, pros and cons of each way to sell things Call me and ask me. Again, it's not what we do, um, but it's something that I do have a lot of knowledge about, and I'll be happy to just give you a couple of tips or answer a couple of questions if you need it. So obviously not everybody is involved in using computers. Not
1: everybody gets into eBay and Craigslist and Amazon, but they are very good ways to sell things today. What most people are more interested in probably are things like yard sales because everybody goes to a yard sale at some point in time. And so to assist you, if you go to a yard sale, and if you're not in the selling capacity, but you're looking to see what you can buy, we've also got a publication called 16 Tips for Smart Haggling Anywhere. Uh, we've got another one called How to Haggle, and again, multiple steps on that one. Um, you know, stop now, caring Let's, about let's what, say I
0: had a, a, an item
1: for $100, yes. and you wanted to get it down
0: what would your line to me be it's there it says a hundred dollars
2: what would you take for it ah that's a great line well it's not in great condition i see a couple of scratches here you know uh-huh. what do you, would you take 60 or see i'm not even good at that i'm just telling you what other people have done to me <laughs> sure sure yeah those just are good a, lines just a couple
1: of quick ideas you know so well i'm not quite sure you know show some hesitation at first well, I brought some cash with me, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure because there's another sale I'm going to go to. Yeah, You've now mentioned cash, and they know that you've got <laughs> money available.
2: If you have only had it on Craigslist or whatever for a week or less, forget about it. They'll either come up to your price if that's what you feel that it's worth, mm-hmm. um, or you know, it'll sell in another week or two. Don't sell it instantly. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, this haggling is
1: not just for yard sales. You can go into most major furniture stores, appliance stores, Sears and Roebuck, and you can ask for lesser prices.
2: Mm-hmm. You should hear my father with... at restaurants. He asked if that's the best price they can do on the salmon. Well, that's and... my, you know, no, that's I my that. line. I ask that, Ray. I say, is that the best price you can
1: give? I always ask that. <laughs> or you can say, don't you have any
2: salmon left over from last week? <laughs> is there any salmon that's gone slimy? <laughs>
1: And uh, anyway, ask for freebies, be prepared to walk away, um, check your receipts, keep the conversation going, great tips on how to haggle. We want to do things that will show you how to protect your family and protect your money. We want to give you ideas on how you can make money and save money. Mm-hmm. and Protect your money. So look up some of these things yourselves or give us a call at 508-998-8858 and you can have the benefit of the research that we've done. We'll be happy to provide these items to you. But make some plans for yourself, uh, do some things to protect your family, and do some things to protect your money. And thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. It's always a pleasure to be with you. What a pleasure
0: to be in your company, and what a bargain. What a great show today and every Sunday right here on WBSM. It's the USA Wealth Group's money wise radio show with our protectors the money guys ray and peter
1: lance and enjoy the rest of your weekend and as poncho and cisco used to say to each other see you soon ha!" Huh? <laughs> so long i'm sorry <laughs>